Blog Talk Radio.
simply apply rabies on with the heat protected gloves to your entire scalp. When you feel the burning, the gray hairs are being fried right on your head. After the procedure, just stick your head in a bucket of ice water to cool the burning, and just like that, no more gray hairs. You might have bald spots and burns where the gray used to be, but that's a whole different problem. Gray Be Gone will solve your gray hair problem once and for all. Gray Be Gone. Get yours today and make that gray go away. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Rip Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Welcome to 2019. Yes. That doesn't even sound right. It feels feels weird to say 2019. Oh, what's going to happen when 2020 comes? We're going to be saying 2020. <laughs> yeah, 2019 just seems weird, but all right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into it. Let's hit these hot topics because they're smoking. Okay. All right. All right. What you got for us, The Democratic do attempt to pass a bill to reopen this government. Let's see what's gonna happen with that. Democratic took back the House on Thursday. Yay! Electing uh, Nancy Pelosi to be speaker and quickly passing legislation to reopen closed government agencies. But those efforts to end the shutdown are going nowhere fast. With Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell vowing to block the bill and President Donald Trump saying he would veto it. The partial government shutdown is about to hit its two-week anniversary, and even with Democrats now controlling one chamber of Congress, there's no sign of any deal. Democrats are more determined than ever not to give Trump a single dollar for his border wall or barrier, as he calls it. And Trump hasn't moved off his full request of $5.6 billion, are you serious, for construction of some kind of physical barrier. Now, he's out his cotton-picking mind. So it goes on to say on Thursday, House um, Democrats passed two bills that would end the shutdown roughly a month-long extension for the Department of Homeland Security that would allow two sides to continue negotiating on the wall, and another larger bill that would fund all um, shuttered agencies until October. So the short-term bill for the um, DHS passed the House um, 239 to 192, with five Republicans breaking ranks to join all Democrats, really in support of the bill. The House also passed a bill to reopen the handful of all um, other unfunded agencies. So, And that bill passed 241 to 190, with seven Republicans joining Democrats to vote yes. Mm. Finally getting somewhere, huh? Okay. We'll see. And, uh, yeah, and unfortunately it is... Um, it is roughly 400 uh, federal workers, 400,000, I'm sorry, and another 400,000 um, just simply are, are working without pay. So, oh, boy, it's getting rough. You say it's getting hot. It's getting hot, all right. But, um, yep. Yep, so we shall see what's going to happen. Now, you know, he's he did a little surprise, a uh, little stint in the um, – 
what they call it, the uh, media room or something, and uh, he says the wall or the barrier, whatever you want to call it. I go sit your a double ass down. I was like, okay, but um, we'll keep up with this story. See what happens. Um, I'm I'm so tired of this because here's my opinion. Now Mm -hmm. I was under the impression because of a story previously that Trump signed an executive order saying that the employees would receive back pay for the time that they're off during the shutdown. So I'm mm-hmm. just saying if you want to pay them anyway, then what is the purpose of doing this other than to have your tantrum and try to get what you want with this wall and $5 billion and all of that? If you're going to pay mm-hmm. everybody anyway, then why don't you let people go to work and just pay them regular time and let all the other right. services keep going? Mm-hmm. That's I true. mean, this is crazy. Yeah, I saw something today. Papa Didi, did you see this story about uh, somebody fell and was killed at one of the, uh, like, national parks? And nobody even knew it for, like, a week because none of the employees are there because of the government shutdown. This is ridiculous. You know how people go, like, up in the Mm. mountains and whatnot. Apparently somebody fell or something off of some area. I'm not even sure where it happened. I just caught a glimpse of that story. But the person apparently had been dead for a week, and the park rangers and stuff are furloughed, so they didn't know. Nobody was out there to patrol the area. Hmm. And I guess mm-hmm. someone discovered the person. But, you know, it's these kind of things that are just going to keep on happening while the government is shut down. Wow. They had volunteers should, out there yeah. picking up trash around the monuments and stuff because the people who were paid to do it are furloughed. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. What's your opinion on the problem? What do you What do you think? Think it's going to end anytime soon? It's, uh... It's the arrogant white man at his finest hour. Ignorance is bliss, and they just uh, they act like, acting like they roll. They act like they they running something like they're really accomplished, but they're eating every day. You know what I mean? They're not worried about money mm-hmm. or job or nothing. You know, and it's uh, it's really sad that uh, every day something. I mean, I just think. Anybody in the world can attack us right now very easy, you know. Any country can bomb the hell out of us because we're not prepared. You know, we're so busy being egotistical and crazy and radical and, you know, what are you going to do? He's just a big-ass bully. He can't help Mm -hmm. himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sad. And apparently the executives... The cabinet executives like Pence and the heads of the other agencies apparently are now uh, up for getting raises or like around $10,000 or so because there was some kind of freeze. that Yeah, there was some kind of freeze that was in place like back in 2013, I believe, and now it looks like it's expired. So unless another freeze, I guess, is put in place, then that's going to open the the floodgates 
for those executives to be able to get a raise. I mean, they're making like mm-hmm. I think I forgot what Mike Pence's salary is. It's two hundred and something thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. he may be able to get you know like ten or twelve. I don't know more thousand, but. I just can't even imagine that they would allow themselves to get a raise when the government is shut down and the employees can't even get their regular check. Right. Just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. No, it does not. Mm-hmm. Like Papa said, things go on. You know, they, they continue going for them, but. It has to cease for us, and it's like the American people are, are getting penalized for it, and that's not fair. It's not right. No, it is not. You know, is is there a law to pass that uh, we can sue the government or something, you know, some form of fashion? I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's their game and their rules, so you think we can beat yeah. them at their own game? <laughs> I don't well, think that's going to happen. Yes, I just answered my own question, I guess. I guess so. All right, well, we'll move on. What else we got tonight? I got here a 14-year-old diver charged with a uh, murder after egg prank turns uh, deadly. It says that a 14-year-old boy was uh, charged with murder after authorities say an egg prank sparked a high-speed car chase through a Texas intersection that killed a mother. Mm. The underage driver was allegedly uh, pelting uh, cars with eggs from an SUV with uh, two juvenile passengers on Tuesday when uh, Harris County authorities said that they provoked another driver just before 2.30 p.m., that driver Leslie then displayed a uh, semi-automatic handgun. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the confrontation sparked a chase between the two vehicles, leading uh, to the boys' uh, SUV blowing through intersection red light and uh, t-boning a red uh, Ford F-150 that was driven by 45-year-old uh, Sylvia Savannah. Mm. She was pronounced dead at the scene. The teen driver suffered a broken ankle in the crash. Uh, Sheriff uh, Ed Gonzalez uh, said on Twitter that all this was an uh, un- un- unnecessary uh, confrontation of uh, pranks and childish mess that turned completely ugly. Okay. So uh, it just kind of goes to show that, uh, you know, you do a bunch of crap and then you never know who riding by it is just as, crazy or crazier than you that's going to provoke things a little further, pull out a machine gun. Mm. And who the hell drives with a machine gun in their car like that? What the hell? So this kid driving, the one driving was 14, and he had two other kids in the car with him? Yeah, they are all just, you know. They were throwing eggs at other cars mm-hmm. until they came across the wrong one. Until they came across, you know, Mr. Mr. who was pranking when he was little probably. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, ended all that, and an innocent person gets killed in the whole process of everybody else is acting crazy. So they're gonna try him, you said, for murder. Yeah, they're gonna try for murder, murder, and uh, you know, they gotta do something. You know, and, uh, the family starts freaking out. 
detectives and district attorney have no choice but try to please the family and satisfy their uh, needs. So that's sad. They don't care. That lady was just going along, minding her own business. Huh. And where was this? What county? What state was this? This happened in uh, in Texas. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know they do love their guns in Texas. Yeah, they do. You're right. They truly do. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear about the passing of the innocent uh, woman who had nothing to do with it. I wonder how they're going to treat that kid's uh, parents. Because the car, I thought I heard something about the car was the kid's father's car that he had taken without permission. It doesn't matter with the circumstances. It happens. So nobody's going to begin to go back and say who did what or whatever, you know. They weren't about getting authority, getting... But I'm just saying sometimes when it's a juvenile involved and stuff, like if the juvenile had taken the gun from the parent or, in this case, a car, and somebody ends up dead, sometimes they do go back and, I don't want to say prosecute, but somehow the parent has to be penalized in some way because they'll say, you know, that you are indirectly responsible in some way, you know, because you should have had it locked up, locked down, or whatever. I don't know. I'm speculating, but I've seen that happen. Have you ever seen that happen? If a kid takes a gun from the parent and they say, well, I had it put away, but he found it, it's still the parent has some accountability. Yeah, we'll right. follow up on it. Okay, well, I think it depends on the state. Yeah, I think it depends on the state. You might be right about that. Okay, yeah, I guess that's true. Laws vary from mm-hmm. state to state. Well, I have some good news going back to the congressional stuff again. This is now uh, the 116th Congress that just started on yesterday. And uh, it says that the 116th Congress was sworn in on Thursday, and its diverse new members have broken historic barriers on representation. The new Congress boasts the largest number of female members ever, with more than 100 women serving in the U.S. House alone. The county's legislators are likewise at their most racially diverse, with the Congressional Black Caucus and the Hispanic Caucus welcoming more members than ever before. There are also more Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in Congress than ever before. Thursday swearing-in also ushered in a number of individual historic firsts, including Representatives Ilhan Omar, who's a Democrat from Minnesota, and Rashida Tlaib, I'm probably messing up her name, from uh, Michigan. They became the first Muslim women in Congress. Uh, Tlaib, who is also the first Palestinian-American woman in the national legislature, wore her traditional garb, which is a, a traditional Palestinian dress, at the swearing-in, and planned to use the Quran for later individual swearing-in ceremony. Omar, who's the first Somali-American elected to Congress, wore her hijab, on the, uh, uh, which is a first, on the floor of the House. And previously, they had banned lawmakers from wearing any kind of headwear. So now that's out. Uh, 
Also, there was a record wave of LGBTQ candidates that ran in 2018, which broke several barriers with some of their wins in November, including former Representative Kristen Sinema of Arizona, who made history as the first openly bisexual person to be sworn into the Senate. Also, we've got Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's from New York. She is the youngest woman ever elected to Congress. She came in there wearing white on Thursday in honor of the suffragists who fought for women's rights to vote. And we've got Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas and Deb Haland from New Mexico. They are the country's first Native American women in Congress. Now, can you imagine... First Native American women in the Congress. They were the ones who, this was their country first. But anyway, they were the first Native American women in the Congress. They hugged and wiped tears on the House floor after their swearing in. So you had all of these things happening for the first time during this 116th Congress. So shout out to all of the uh, people who just got into the Congress and all of these first. It's amazing that here it is, the 116th Congress. So it took 116 rounds to finally see some diversity at this level in the United States Congress. Can you imagine that? Yeah, well, what they going to do? We'll see. They come in and they shut down. They got a plan to do something? I mean, uh, Well, I mean, they all just got there. They just got sworn in yesterday. Yeah, but when you so just get somewhere, you have a you know a notion to want to do something. You can't just get there and be stagnant and and just go along to get along. Oh, know? I'm sure they all come in there with all kind of fired up ideas, ready to do things. And we'll see whether or not they can actually make a difference. I hope they can. But yeah, that's it for so. the hot topics. Anything else you want to say, Papa? No, I'm good. Okay, Kettle, you got anything else? Mm-mm, I'm good. Mm-mm. All right. Well, that's, that's the hot topic for tonight. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come right back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. Living just enough, just enough, for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Uh, That's every Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, she gonna sing. <laughs> I don't know what number call. Friday night. 
We'll see you there. Goodbye. All right, welcome back to the John Point One. Who's Papa Didi? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Yo. In <laughs> red wine. That's my darling. Yes, I'm feeling good. Thank yeah, it's a New Year's. Uh, you know, 2019. Uh, it's the nines. Um, it's a milestone year for you. Congratulations. Hopefully, uh, you'll get through it and. Uh, Celebrate your milestone. I thought you were going yeah. to break down and tell us what 2019 stands for, Papa. Well, it means it's the year after 18 and the year before 20. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. That's what you get for asking, Kel. Okay. <laughs> but 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 that's all, folks. All right. Well, this year, this year is basically a uh, it's a premeditated year of things to come. It's the year before the Olympics. It's the year before the okay. election. It's a, it's a year before a lot of things. Don't think that Trump is not thinking of his next move. You know, he's already right. facilitated how he's going to get into this re-election so he can finish what he started, so he can become the true great white hope. You know, Barack did eight years, so Trump has got to do eight years because he's trying to keep up with the brother. The only reason why he's doing what he's doing because – because a black man did it, so he feels like he can do it. And, you know, white folks are thinking like that forever. That's just they think they can do it, I can do it, whatever. You know. Anyway, but he's about 70-something years old. So, you know, after a while, he's going to start experiencing uh, different things in his life that a seven-year-old man experienced, like uh, prostate issues. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. After a while, that little thing that... Uh, Provides the exit for your urine to come out of your Johnson. Oh, Lord. Tightens up. You know, you okay. find yourself wet in the bed. You find oh, yourself wetting on your underwear. You know. Okay, TMI. I'm just saying. Be cocky. And, you could be cocky and flavorful and think you the shit, but you know, deep down inside, you're still 70 something years old. And, you know. The way he combs his hair in nine different places, using that Grecian formula, Valtalis, that greasy kid stuff, wherever else he's using that mousse, whatever he's doing. To, I heard he takes pills to, to keep the uh, follicles in his hair. This man got all kind of stuff going on. He's like them paper dolls back in the day. Remember paper dolls? With little flaps you hang on a little piece of cardboard. Oh, yeah. And dress on. Oh, anyway, I'm going to I'm that's a good one. I saw some. I saw some at the Smithsonian once. Yeah, that's Red Wine's voice. I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's get back to the stories here. Uh, Hit it and quit it. Kettle, you uh, you mm-hmm. got something for us? Yeah, yeah, I sure do. Harris County, Texas. Yay for them! Just swore in an unprecedented number of black women judges. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was- that was good. After, yeah, it was. After a tough outcome in Texas midterm race, the governor was story of 19 African-American women running for judge in the state's Harris County helped to soften the blow. Now, 17 of the candidates uh, who were voted in on November the 8th have been sworn into their new position, the group which includes two women who ran for re-election, calls themselves the Harris Black Girl Magic. Wow. 
Harris County, which includes the city of Houston, is the largest county in the Lone Star State, according to the uh, U.S. Census Democratic Statistics. The area is a diverse population of blacks, making it more than 90% of the area's dwellers, and Hispanic uh, resides according to 43%. See, Donald Trump can't get rid of him. So... uh, it goes on to say the women are said to be a part of a blue wave in the state of Texas and are believed to be the largest group of black women judges to be elected at the same time in the county's history. Good for them. That 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 shows to me things are moving in a good direction. And let's hope it continues that way. So congratulations to the Harris Black Magic Girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Harris All right, Black, Black Magic. Magic. I know that's right. <laughs> I like that. Hey, that's what they call themselves, the what? The Harris Black Magic? Uh-huh. Harris Black Girl Magic. <laughs> oh, Harris Black Girl Magic. All right, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Well, congratulations. That's interesting, mm-hmm. though. That's in Texas. I'm just surprised. But, yeah, okay. That's true. But you see what the makeup is, you know, the percentage of blacks and Hispanics, so they really came out to vote, you know. So it's just volumes. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, new justice, new criminal justice reform law has already uh Writing one outrageous injustice. Let's see here. We got uh, Matthew Charles, a uh, rehabilitated felon who's uh, mistaken release and uh, reincarceration drew nationwide outcry, was freed from prison on Tuesday at the order of a federal judge. All right, Charles, who... um, already served 20 years in prison, received a sentence reduction under the First Step Act, a criminal justice reform bill that Trump signed on uh, December 21st. How about that? Wow. In 1996, a jury convicted Childs on charges related to the uh, distribution of crack, cocaine, and unlawful possession of firearms. All right, now check this out. He received a 35-year sentence under a a law that that, uh, treated one gram of crack like 100 grams of powder cocaine. What? Now, now, now wait a minute. Let's back this up. What? Let's back this up. Let's back this up. Now, we don't have Manafort and and this other joker. What's the other dude that... uh, was criminally charged with things. Uh, yeah, Trump's lawyer. All these people doing all kinds of crazy stuff. They had to do millions and millions of dollars. And this man gets 35 years mm. for for pushing crack. And uh, it's just, you know, unbelievable. So wait a minute. Anyway, they treated one They one treated gram one gram of crack, of crack like, like 100 grams. But, but see, the sad part about it now, when it comes to that... Uh, What's the other one? The oxycodone. Uh, mm-hmm. Now they're trying to send people for rehab for that. Like I said before, they're trying to rehab people doing oxycodone because 
These are mostly people of a Caucasian nature, and they need their ass to sober up in order to vote in the election in, 19, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, they got. I saw a commercial on the day called One uh, Eight Hundred Recovery, where this commercial ran for like five minutes. The lady kept saying One Eight Hundred Recovery, One Eight Hundred Recovery. I'm not advertising them, but she's fronting the game because she's trying to sober up these people so they can vote and get registered to vote in 2020. And they need all the votes they can get in order to win this election. So if you're out there on the Yossi Coden and you up on the second floor in your mama's house in the suburbs, they need to get you sober so you can vote. But yeah. somebody on the other hand is on crack out in the street. They don't give a shit what you do because, you know, you're probably a Democrat. And they they rather you sit out there in the street, in the gutter, and what have you. And uh, anybody that's affiliated with selling crack, put them away for 35 damn years. You know, read the handwriting on the wall on who are we trying to save and who do we going to give a fuck about dying. Wow. So it's really a very, very interesting situation. If you're not looking and seeing life for what it really is, then, you know, you need to get back up on the porch because these people are getting all this time, you know, and how do you do anything and a judge gives you 35 years outside of killing somebody, you know? Yeah, and even though the person, and don't get me wrong, I'm not downplaying the charges of anything that people are doing or what have you, but, you know, busting up a drug ring, a crack drug ring, is so damn easy. You know, these people selling stuff on the street frequently, you know, handing stuff to people, and and they and making so bad crack is so, so little that they had to trump up the charges in order to make a little teeny bit be worth a lot. So they're saying that they treated one gram of crack like 100 grams of powder cocaine. That's the comparison. They put it to it in order to justify the little bit of shit because, you know, crack nowadays, people are buying that shit like about a little pinch fill, $5, 10 whatever the price goes. I'm not really sure. But in order to get into that particular world and, and try to shut that down, you know, they trump up all these different charges and bring all these... Uh, magnetic type uh, different uh, equations of what they're going to call what in order to justify what they're going to do with it and give all these. But anyway, getting back to the reform, you know, finally, you know, Trump signed a bill that reformed things and to try to make things be decent. And it's all based on the, you know, the oxycodone. He He didn't sign this bill to support black folks, believe me. But the black folks that just happen to take advantage of being, in fact, still a criminal felon situation. But like I said, there again, the people on the on the oxycodone, they're trying to, like I said, free them, sober them up, get them right, as long as they can scatter in the vote booth and pull that Republican key. That's all they're looking for. So it goes back. It goes back. Don't get it twisted. This stuff is not for no particular reason. Okay. So what happened now with this guy now? He he was able to get reformed and uh, get you know get his sentence reduced and but he already did twenty years. What the fuck? What are you reducing? You already did twenty years. But twenty this, years of a thirty-five year sentence. This was the guy who had gotten out early, and then they figured something. I don't know what happened, and they ended up making him go back go, to jail. Yeah, because some stuff wasn't done and all. But yeah, then something happened, and he had to go back out, to jail you know. and. And now he's getting out again for for good, right? Yeah, but he he's done twenty years. Yeah, so he shit. can't get that back. Anyway, 
So Trump finally did something worthwhile by signing that. It wasn't done for him. He just, the guy just happened to take advantage of something. Oh, I didn't say for him. I said he finally did something worthwhile. Well, I've got another good news story out of New York. Uh, New York is now requiring changing tables for the babies in all public men's restrooms. The state of New York now recognizes that dads change diapers too. A law that went into effect on New Year's Day requires all new and renovated buildings with public bathrooms to include changing tables in the men's restrooms. All right, New York. Finally catching up with the times. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo uh, announced in back in April that the state was going to provide di- diaper changing stations in restrooms of all genders starting in 2019. So it went into effect New Year's Day. New York proudly leads the nation in fighting for the rights of working parents and by ensuring access to these amenities, and we will help to ensure that all New Yorkers can give their children the care they need at this critical stage of their lives. And this all came about because there was a brother who took a picture or somebody took a picture of this brother in a New York public restroom trying to change his son's diaper he was stooping down on the floor, had the child like across his legs because there was nowhere else, and he certainly wasn't going to put the baby on the floor. So he's trying to balance and balance the child across his legs and was saying, you know, good gracious, this is what i got to do because there's nowhere, you know, when you're dead trying to change your baby. And the picture, of course, went viral. And finally legislation caught up and said, yeah, you know what, that is a travesty. We should fix that. So now they're finally fixing it. And uh, like I said, this goes into effect uh, as of New Year's Day. And New York, this this New York law is in addition to the law that former President Barack Obama uh, created in 2016 for Bathroom Accessibility in Every Situation Act, or the acronym is BABIES Act, which required changing tables and restroom of all genders in federal facilities. So, uh, President Barack Obama had the foresight back in his time and tried to get something going, at least in the federal building. So now New York is saying we're going to do this just in the regular public restroom. So shout out to New York for stepping up their game and recognizing that dads have to change diapers too. And so that's right. That's a good thing. Diaper changing is not just a mom thing. So that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, what do you think about I that? That's good. That's a beautiful thing. I'm feeling kind of teary. That's so beautiful. Oh, well, well <laughs> if anybody uh, think the egg crushes the comments, hit us up tonight at 914-803-4306. And, and press, press 1 to get me yeah, we want to hear what your baby uh, stories are like, <laughs> if you have any. Yeah. Hey, has anybody ever had to try to change their baby someplace where there was not a changing station and you had to do some quick thinking, improvising? Call us up. Tell us about it. What's the number, Cal? 914-803-4306. And press one. Yes. All right. We're going to take a break and come back with Papa Didi. You're going to tell us what's popping tonight, Papa? All right. He's nodding his head like, oh, yeah. 
He's he's getting revved Uh-oh. up. Okay. <laughs> Fire in the hole. We'll be right back. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. My name is Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bones, my darling, my darling. Don't hate okay. me. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you know, tonight I really like to know, like, for our listening audience, like, you know, what's what's on on, on your mind? What's uh, what, what's bothering y'all tonight? What's uh, can somebody come in and uh, talk about the? Something that's bothering them. Can you uh, speak on the uh, kind of dilemma you're dealing with? Messing with you. Yeah. Who's messed up your situation? I can answer. No takes? I can tell you. No, we ain't talking about you. Oh, okay. You know, you live a perfect life. No, I don't. I got a problem with 45. I'll tell you that much. Well, it goes without saying. That's not even news anymore. Well, you have no takers, so you're going to have to tell us uh, what's on your mind tonight. Well, I guess it's almost the gullible things we got to deal with all the time. We have no choice of the matter anymore. Every time the news comes on, you know, you got Mitch McConnell, who's the... Uh, leader of the Republicans, all these monkey see monkey do old ass men. I mean, and I say old ass men, you know, everybody's in between the ages of um, 70 and 85, you know, and, and it's just amazing how, you know, that they want that great white hope to hang in there until the end of their particular duration of life trying to be large and in charge and it's just it's amazing the way things are shifted and moving in the lives and the deceit and the things that goes on and they're picking on one group of people as far as uh, Spanish people trying to get a wall for the Mexican border when you got people coming in this country from everywhere and the people, the, the Africans and the Chinese and the Japanese that are coming in from other ports of entry are really glad that they picking on the, the Mexicans because they're not messing with them. And, oh. and it's, so, it's so sad that uh, we're being infiltrated on all four sides and all you're focusing on is one side. But see, when it comes to Trump, that little $5 billion for that 
Whoa, that's a bunch of crap. Okay, he's trying to Shanghai that dough. I think he's trying to take a note out of the book of uh, the one they got that movie about. That movie that's how called Vice. Mm, it Dick talks Cheney. about uh, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney had, had not had. He still has a company called it was called Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Halliburton was a company that uh, supplied uh, defense mechanisms for um, different uh, coverage of things, almost like a surpro, so to speak. And the government was buying stuff off of his particular company, not with his name on it, but he was affiliated with that company, profiting from that company. And Trump is doing the same thing. Now, here's a person now. Now, if you peep this here, you're about to give $5 billion to a person that's used to building buildings, okay? Used to building hotels and all kinds of stuff. So what is he doing but trying to get money for a project where he's already done a bunch of projects? I don't know if you've been to Chicago, but if you go to Chicago, for example, in the summertime, you take a boat ride, tour bus. They got all kind of rides when you're out them boats because um, Chicago has a real... Uh, Real water experience there. The different bridges and underbridges. The water, the waterways downtown is just amazing. If you've never been to Chicago, you really should make plans to go there in the summertime. People say, "Oh, it's cold, cold," but the difference in Chicago is in the summertime. Damn, it's beautiful. I mean, the the waters and all the boat rides and taxi rides. It's just everything you can imagine on the water. Everybody's just traveling by water all throughout the city. Anyway. Trump built this big-ass building. In fact, I was there when the building was being built years ago. And now it's all finished, and he got his big name on it, Trump, that you can see why you're on one of these little water tours. Biggest day. Now, here's a man used to building all these huge skyscraper buildings. That was his thing. You know, Trump Tower, Trump this, Trump that, down Atlantic City, Taj Mahal, and all that. So, why wouldn't this man want a government-free loan to there again build some more kind of construction. Now, here's the kicker on it. That, 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 the wall ain't going to take no damn $5 billion for what, some cement and some fucking bricks? Are you kidding me? $5 billion? You know how much $5 billion is? First of all, in order to make $1 billion, it takes $100 million. Okay? $100 million it takes to make $1 billion. Now, you want 100 million times five just for some brick and mortar. First of all, this stuff he's building does not have air condition, heat, tile. There's no sheetrock. There's no carpet. There's no laminate floors. There's no uh, marble floors. There's no uh, drop ceiling. This is just a wall that does not come with anything else. So how do you need all that money to build something that really is just there as a as a stagnant deterrent, so to speak? It ain't nothing that's gonna stop anybody. Hell, like they say, you build a twenty foot wall, all the jerk gotta do that wanna get over walls get a twenty five foot damn ladder and jump over it and do what they gotta do. And the wall will also now give people a better visual of who's around the wall. It's going to clear the area out. And how long is this construction going to take? In order to build walls, you got to tear down walls, uh, fences. 
So to put a new fence up, you and now the wall takes the cement and stuff. That all has to dry, has to be poured, has to be mixed, has to be measured piece by piece by piece. Tear down this while we do this. The night falls. There's no no wall there because we took the wall down because we're building a new one. And but it's just gonna be a mess. But he ain't think about that because out of that five billion dollars, he gonna pocket two or three billion of it. Easy. Just do the just do the bureaucrat crap. And who's the contractors of this? Who's running this? Who's in charge of this? Just like Dick Cheney had that little Halliburton company that was supporting the uh, Iraq war. They buying supplies for the war through the vice president's company. What kind of shit is that? He's profiting off the war that they started. And Trump's doing the same thing. Here's a man that's already a builder, already has contractors, already has building plans. He was that before he became president. Now he wants $5 billion to do what he normally does. How deep is that? He's really just trying to, he focuses on his wall so much because he's a contractor by nature and he wants to keep doing stuff. And now he just wants America to supply $5 billion so he can do his thing. And he knows what to do with the slush money and all the undercover money and the hush money and all that. And I tell you, boy, open up your eyes because this, this stuff is, that's why he's so adamant about it. Because he knows that whether he wins the election or not, this is going to be a huge payday for him. Anytime you're going to shut down the government, make yourself vulnerable, trying to get what you want. Man, that's like the person taking the ball away because nobody wants to let them play. So I'm going to take my ball and go home. I mean, why are we dealing with all this immature stuff from a grown-ass man? But being a great white hope that he is, and the way white folks think, who has the most toys wins. Nobody's saying anything because everybody's scared of his ass. You know, it's so interesting how how the, the white man plays the Pied Piper. They praise the one with the most money, and the rest of them sit back like a bunch of dickheads following the leader, like the like damn Pie Piper, like a damn rat following a, a, somebody playing a pipe. It's amazing. It's, it's unbelievable. And we sit back, and we see it, and look at it, and observe it, and they know we're looking at it, but they haven't respect us from the beginning. So they really don't give a shit what we think. And it's all sugar-coated on the news, it's on Meet the Press, it's on the nightly news, and it's talked about so sophisticatedly, but deep down inside, it's a bunch of casual bullshit. But to make it all, the Trump today, the blah, 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 the blah, 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 why do you need to put on a suit and go on nightly news to talk about a bunch of bullshit? It's amazing. And we sit up here, and we're dealing with it. And now it's a new year, this man's prepping to be president again for another four years and everybody's hands are tied because the leaders of the world are, are doing what they want to do and now you shut down the government because you're trying to build a damn wall you don't give a damn about us being attacked or being protected or what have you and you know it's just deep you know and I can go on and on and on but um, open up your eyes anyway I'll leave those You make a lot of good points. I hadn't thought about it like that. He's a construction worker, has been for years. Yeah. I just hadn't thought about it like that. Now I'm going to really look at him sideways, side-eye, give him the Mm -hmm. side-eye all the time. Yeah, give us a call at uh, 914-803-4306. Give us your comments about things. You can talk about anything. The rules here is that there's no rules. You know, speak your mind about what's up. You can come on anonymous. 
You can talk about your family, your friends. We don't give a shit. Speak on it. Anyway. They can talk shit to me, too. Hate me. Yeah. I'm all right. Well, I'm not having it. Yeah. You call Papa Didi. Okay. Uh, All right, we can speak before we uh, fire up the weird news. We can go into it. You want to hit it? Yes. All right. Sure, why not? Let's do it. Lighten Lighten it up. up. I'm about tired of hitting 45, so let's see what's going on on the other side. Let's see Uh, here. Lighten it up. Discovered a drunk guy sleeping with her 150-pound double. Okay, the 150-pound Mastiff in Wisconsin woke up on New Year's Eve day with an unexpected bed partner. Waukesha nurse Lynn Sarver said she found a strange man sleeping with her massive Mastiff, a Mastiff Benton, on a doggy bed in New Year's Eve, the New Year's Eve morning. She goes on to say, I woke up and saw someone over here on this dog bed, she told a Milwaukee um, station. She said um, her roommate ran into the kitchen, grabbed a knife, then um, we were scared. The women, they called 911 and reported the um, intrusion. She was out. Even when I went um, to pull off Benton, the guy didn't move. Wow, okay. He was snugged up with the dog. So in the doggy bed? In the doggy oh, bed. God. So he must have been intoxicated, inebriated, as they say. Arriving police officers woke the sleeping man and asked him if he knew where he was. The man said he needed his glasses. Oh, my God. Once he put them on and looked around, he said, oh, yeah, this is not my house. Okay. Benton's unexpected uh, sleeping partner turned out to be a 21-year-old neighbor who somehow confused his home with solvers and entered it through an unlocked side door. Police said the man was heavily intoxicated, like I said, and helped um, uh, get him to the right place. No charges were filed. Meanwhile, solver, who got bitten um, for protection, is in the awkward position of defending her dog's honor. My dog is pretty smart. He could probably tell this kid wasn't a threat. So, oh my he gosh, must have, he must have. You know, I mean, think about it. Being a neighbor in the neighborhood, he probably smelled me. He probably shoot. He probably snugged up against him. Shoot. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm not buying. He probably snugged up against partner tonight. <laughs> no, I'm not buying it. I think that dog is not worth the protection that she thought she had. Is that what it is? That that drunk fool climbed up in that doggy bed, and that dog was like, oh, good, I got company. <laughs> and let it go with that. And she's trying to act like, yeah, he's supposed to be an attack dog protecting her, and she's talking about, oh, well, he probably sensed that the guy wasn't going to do any harm. Yeah, right. I'm not buying it. I think she's just trying to ex- make excuses for the fact that that dog didn't eat that man up. Anyway, I think so. Whatever kind mm-hmm. of dog, what you call it? A, ma- a mallet? Mallet what? Mastiff or Mastiff or something? A mastiff? Mastiff? 
So this mm-hmm. is a hundred and fifty pound dog that's worthless. Mm. <laughs> well now I think you're right. Mhm. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying, that's just my opinion about it. But anyway, I got another one for you. This one is a man assaulted convenience store employee with a banana. This arrest was a little fruity. A man in Des Moines, Iowa, was jailed Mm -hmm. on Monday after police said he assaulted a convenience store clerk with a banana. I don't know how you get arrested. Anyway, (laughs) that's why it's the weird news. Rogelio Mm -hmm. Tapia, 26 years Mm -hmm. old, got into a dispute with an unnamed person at a quick trip Monday morning, according to local station KCCI-TV. When the store clerk tried to intervene, witnesses say Tapia chased the clerk around the store, throwing a banana and other items at her, Patch Des Moines reported. The disturbance caused about $1,000 in damage to the store, according to police. Tapia was charged with assault on persons in certain occupations, simple assault, interference with official acts, and third-degree criminal mischief. Really? All of that because he threw a banana and some more stuff and chased people around the store? He must have disturbed some stuff in the store. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they said it was about $1,000 in damage, but they said now the Mm -hmm. charges were assault on persons in certain occupations. I've never even heard that one before. Assault on persons in certain occupations, simple assault. I wonder if they meant simple like stupid simple. Simple (laughs) assault, interference with official acts, and third-degree criminal mischief. Jail records show that he was later released, and the Des Moines uh, mm-hmm. Police Department posted a photo of the grim-faced arresting officer and said on Facebook the incident was one of more than 270 New Year's calls for police service. Wow. No, so, no. Now, where was this? Des Moines, Iowa. This was oh, in boy. Des Moines, Iowa. Not too much going so on Des Moines, I Iowa. I guess people were just cutting up. On New Year's, and they said they had a, that was one of the 270 New Year's calls for police assistance. But I guess that's what you folks know what? do, you know. Yeah, I guess that, that, that's all enough compared to, you know, somewhere like in a major city, Chicago, New York, or D.C. I'm sure they had plenty more. 270 was, was a slap on the wrist, really. Yeah, I guess 270, I don't know. We'd have to ask a police officer in a major city what's the average number mm-hmm. for your, your larger cities. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That seemed like a lot of charges for throwing a banana and running around a store. Yeah. Oh, he was just getting on a lot of people's nerves, so they figured they charged him with a slap him <laughs> with a whole lot of crap. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Over to you, Papa. All right, this is uh, this is happening in Keene, New Hampshire. Um, a New Hampshire restaurant that's preparing to open has uh, removed a sign 
advertising uh, its name over concerns that it sounds like it was uh, sounds like profanity. All right, the name of the Vietnamese restaurant in a public building now. Okay, now the Vietnamese, Vietnamese restaurant. Vietnamese restaurant in a public building next to City Hall. Ooh. In Keene, New Hampshire. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a play on a type of soup, which is spelled P H O. P-H-O. But it's pronounced foo or fu. Fu. The restaurant Bo. calls itself by name by by name of the soup, followed by the words uh, keen great. Oh, keen for keen, the name of the city, keen great. Oh, I get it. I don't get it. Fu keen great. Um, you don't get it. No, okay. I don't get it. Explain to me like I'm a three-year-old. I don't get it. Fucking great. That's why they wanted Fucking them to change great. the sign. It's next to City Hall. The soup is Now, first of all, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a Let's analyze this shit, first of all. Is that the end of the story, now, You know what? First of all, first of all, Let's not even focus on the name and the cleverness of all this stuff. Because, like I said, I don't get it. I'm a half-assed intelligent person. I didn't get it. What I did get was the fact that this Vietnamese person that's probably now a, a legitimate citizen, I, I would hope, was able to jockey and achieve a business in a restaurant next to City Hall. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what what does a black motherfucker got to do to get a business today? In the hood, let alone somewhere on a on a corner of a, I don't want to be on that corner. <laughs> I don't want to be on that corner. And why the hell am I in this ragged ass neighborhood avenue? I don't want to be. I don't want to be on this corner street on a on a corner of. I don't want to be in this neighborhood avenue. And this Joker is in City Hall. Right next to it. So you tell me, what is the procedure of getting a liquor license, of getting a restaurant near City Hall? Why do other people know stuff that we don't have a clue about? That's a good question. Or it's not levied to us. You know, I maybe got, it just comes down to the money. I ain't no maybe nothing. Are you on, are you on body of something that this man is? Is, is Vietnamese? He's not black. No, I'm know? just going to fact. I'm not. No, I'm not going by no assumption at all. I'm going by the mm-hmm. fact that when it comes to you getting a business somewhere or anywhere, how does the pot luck come up that you or have you happen to score that particular situation? Was you was you uh, praying on it? Not praying in the sense of holding your hands together and talking to God. Money. No, I don't think the money. I think that's what it was. Because that's not like a primo spot. You know, when people say the word money, money money has no significance. The word money is just a play on words. You know what money is to me? Money to me is having a RV, brand new RV, (laughs) pulling a brand new SUV, pulling a car, pulling a motorcycle, pulling a child's tricycle, and going down 95 on vacation. Now, that's money. When you see mm-hmm. an RV okay. pulling an SUV, pulling a motorcycle, mm-hmm. pulling a damn tricycle for the children, 
Now, that was money invested. But the actual aspect of people saying money, 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 what is cash? Cash in my pocket don't mean shit. It's when I do something with it. When I'm paying for a car, paying for car insurance, paying for a a house, paying homeowners insurance, maintaining what I have, that's what money does is when you maintain what you've got. If you take your money and pay your damn bills, then your money did something for you. Now you got money because you can invite people to your home because you took the time to pay your bills to maintain your shit. But walk around with just okay. money, money, money don't mean nothing. That's just a means to an end. Like old folks say, burn a hole in my pocket. You I mean, but I'm just, I mean, I just elaborate on that. But I'm not, I'm not being, you know, controversial with this. But I'm, I'm just saying this guy got this here, you know. I think that's all it is. You know, people go in and they get the license that they need. All that stuff is expensive. That property, I'm sure, is prime real estate to be right next to. Is he buying or renting or was he doing? I don't know. It didn't say. Right, but whatever well, it is, he was able expensive. to afford it. I'm just saying prime okay. locations in real estate tend to be more expensive than non-prime. So I don't know how much it is per square foot. But I'm saying that you got to have various licenses to open a restaurant. So this person must have put the money together to get the licenses. They got everything together. They got the spot. They signed the lease or they bought it, whatever the case. And all they wanted to do was put up something that was sort of tongue-in-cheek, put a sign up, and the officials in that area in Keene, where is this, New Hampshire, you said? Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, no, that may be cute to you, but we don't want that sign up there. So out of all this legitimacy you gave this guy of being a law-abiding citizen, he puts up a sign that says, fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his payback to you levying him a, a building on oh, State Hall. He tried it. Wow. He yes, tried yes. it because, I, I mean, that's a soup. Look, the soup is called We got a call uh, out for Keene, New Hampshire. If anybody lives in Keene, New Hampshire, please give us a call, 914-803-4306, and let us know, let Papa know how this man got this property. How about that? <laughs> I know how he got it. He got it based on, uh, you know. He signed the papers. All right. Well, that was the um, weird news. I tell you. So so I guess he has to take the sign down? Yeah, he took it down because up? he ain't trying to lose the spot. Okay. Right. So he's not Where a rebel. He, you answer your own question. <laughs> he's not a rebel, time. but... Mm-mm. But I'm saying, no, really, if the if the soup is it's called pho, but it's spelled, how was it, P-H something, P-H-O? P, what was it? How does that soup P-H-O spell? P-H-O I'm, I'm not sure. I thought it was P-H-O. pronounced pho. They say it's P-H-O. pronounced pho. Yeah, but they pronounce okay. it pho. I see. So, okay. But most Americans I think if you put a sign up that says P-H-O, keen, great, the only people who are going to think that it's profane are the ones who can pronounce or can read oh, me and me. Exactly, exactly. Because the rest of the people go look at that and probably I, say, I didn't, well, I didn't get it when I was reading the story. I didn't get it. That's why I said I don't get it. So it didn't bother uh-huh. me. Yeah. Well, those officials <laughs> must have looked it up and said, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break and uh, coming back with, uh, oh, coming back with me, because I'm just saying. 
Uh, we'll be right back on the Pajama Party Show. What's your opinion? We want to know on the late night adult pajama party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One who is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to go into uh, red wine. Comment allez-vous? She's currently sleeping with a French guy. He's giving me the side really? eye. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. And he didn't. Excuse you. Don't start telling my business. Thank you very okay. much. It's time for I'm Dancing. The Johnson Thank you, Papa her Didi. is obviously making her see French. Thank you, Papa Didi. He's penetrated her. See, there you go again. TMI. Can I have the mic, please? Knocking boots over. Can I have the mic, please? It's 2019. She only speak English no damn more. It is 2019. All right, go ahead. You got the floor. Thank you, ever so. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> I'm just saying, tonight I want to talk about cheaters. Who is really the cheater? Um, I don't know if you all saw this story about this young lady, 18 years old in Florida, took an SAT test, didn't do as well as she wanted. She went back, took one of those prep um, courses where you can, you know, learn how to do better. She studied hard, worked hard, took it again, did a whole lot better. And then the college board came back and went, no, nah, that looks suspicious. We don't think uh, you got that score legitimately. So your score is now invalid. And as a result of all this, she was not able to submit her application to the college of her choice. Now, I say this is some bull. Who is the college board or anybody else to say that she could not have possibly improved her score? It's called studying and working hard. So the story goes that she improved like several hundred points on her test, and um, they're basically saying that she cheated is what they're saying because she did better on the second try. They don't have any proof because they weren't there. These tests, if anyone has ever taken it or if your kids have ever taken the SAT, those tests are closely monitored. So if anybody cheated, everybody would have to be in on it. Those tests are, uh, you know, people are there with you. They are watching. you got to pay to take those tests. And if you cheat, you get put out, and you do not get your money back. So for them to say that she's cheating and invalidate her test, I'm just saying who's really the cheater here? Now, this young lady's name is Camilla Campbell. She's a black student, 18 years old. And what had happened was she improved her original score was 900 she, and it's 900 and the most you can get is 1600 so the second time she took it she got a 1230 
in the retest. And the college board is saying that they just don't think she could have done that much better the second time around. Now, the whole point, after she took the free SAT prep course, she did better. But the whole point of taking the prep course is to help students do better. So I'm just saying, who's really the cheater here? The people who make this test have declared that her score is invalid because they don't believe that she could have improved that much from test one to test two. Now, obviously, the girl worked hard. She studied. She did what she had to do. She put her nose down and did the work and got a better score. But they seem to have a problem with it. I'm just saying, who's really the cheater here? It's not her. It's not Camilla. Now, these people notified her in a letter that they were questioning the legitimacy of her score based on substantial agreement between her answers on one or more scored sections of the test and those of other test takers. What in the world does that even mean? And what do other people's answers have to do with her answers? Like I said, those exams are closely monitored and cheating is not allowed, not tolerated. And like I said, if you cheat, you get put out. So her family has hired an attorney to fight it. The attorney's name is Benjamin Crump. He's looking into a possible civil rights violations and saying that some of this could be uh, implicit bias. And that's what he's going to investigate. Now, Camilla lives in Miami Gardens. She has a 3.1 grade point average. And she attends Michael Crop Senior High School. Now, the college board... Those are the people who, I guess, control the SATs and whatnot. They sponsor the testing program. They told CNN that a point increase generally is not the only factor that raises a red flag. A red flag. So what I want to know is, so what does? You're saying it's not just an increase in the score. So what? What is what? What is your issue? You don't have any proof. I'm not even going to say the fact that the girl is a black teen. So what's your problem? Now she's going to have to take the test again. And if she doesn't, her score is going to be rejected permanently. This is some bull. This is some bull. The girl worked hard. And if you've ever had to take tests, you know how sometimes when you really work hard, prepare yourself, you take the test, you ace it, you're done with that. If somebody comes back and says, uh, you're going to have to do this again next month, you're going to have to do that whole process all over again. And sometimes it's hard because you gave it all you had. To tell you now you're going to have to do it again, <laughs> I know if it was me, I'd be like, you know what? All of y'all can kiss it. Put all of them on the kiss it list. So now the deadline is passed for her to apply to the school that she wanted to go to, which was Florida State University. She's uh, in the dance program at her high school, and she was going to apply for the dance program at Florida State. So now she's gonna, she cannot apply based on her SAT score for the scholarship that she was trying to get because they screwed her because they think she cheated, and she did. They cheated her, and now they're treating her unfairly because they think she cheated, but they don't have any proof but yet they're punishing her because of what they think happened. And this is crazy, and it's not fair. So this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying the college board should be ashamed for how they handled this situation. They're cheating this young lady, 
And if anybody's a cheater in this situation, it's the college board. College board is on the kiss it list. Okay. I can't believe they treated her like that. Yeah, how are they going to tell her, oh, well, you did too well the second time, so based on the answers that other people gave, we think something's not right. So you, your test scores are invalid. Oh, boy. And where was this again? Well, this was in Miami. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel so bad for her. You know, she were, I'm telling you, she worked hard. Taking those exams and those tests and stuff, that stuff is stressful and is not easy. Well, she has an attorney, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So they said, look here, Shaquana. They said, look here, Shaquana. Ain't no way you grew that many brain cells in what two weeks? <laughs> yeah. But how do they know her race? Do they know what she? Well, don't you think they may call back to high school and try to get a reference on her to see who and what she was and what she stood for? I don't for? know. Mm. All I know is they screwed her from being able to apply on time for that scholarship. So I hope she sues him for a full ride for whatever it costs to go to that school, plus spending money, plus books, plus room, plus But why does it take that much stuff to go to school anyway? Why do you need to pass all this and pass all that just to go to school? Because the particular scholarship she was applying for required a certain SAT score. So she's trying to get a scholarship. Okay. She had a 3.1 grade point average, and this particular scholarship required that you had a minimum a minimal uh, level of an SAT score. So her first time taking it, she didn't get the level she needed. So she went and worked hard, studied, took a prep, SAT prep uh, course, and got herself together, got in the right frame of mind, and went back and did a whole lot better. And then they went, oh, no way you so did maybe that the, much better. So maybe the scholarship was issued to somebody else. How many scholarships are available to be had? I'm not sure. Okay. But the thing was, there was a deadline. You had to get your stuff in by a certain date. Because her test score came back invalid, she missed the date to right. even apply. Right, but how many scholarships I don't are know. to be had? I do not know. All right, well, she needed to find out what happened to that scholarship. The fact that she didn't get it, who ended up with it? That's what she needs to invest. Oh, I don't know. You know, I think that, uh, like y'all say, money, money, money. Ain't nobody you know? say that. Maybe somebody came up with more money and bought out the joint. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, living for the city. Uh, living for the she city. You got boys tonight. You know, um, there again, it's a new year now, and uh, I tell you, mm, you got to ask yourself on these early days of January, what do you plan on doing this year? What's your, what's your function? What's your purpose? How do you plan on straightening out what ain't right? Are you going to get rid of stuff? or What, are you, what, what is your objective? I mean, that's what I'm asking myself now. I think at the age I'm at now, I'm going to start selling stuff. I'm not collecting another thing. I don't need another anything. 
you know, I need to get rid of stuff. You know, I mean, uh, you come in this world with no possessions, I think you almost got to focus on leaving with no possessions because it really means nothing. All you're doing is leaving shit to somebody else when you die. So what difference does it make? So I think we need to kind of like uh, analyze what we're going to do for the rest of the year. Keep track of what we're going to do as far as um, charitable donations to help offset our taxes, things like that. What can we gather to get rid of, to take to the goodwill, take to the Salvation Army, get our little receipt and, um, you know, make our deductions and things like that. Keep track of your, your, the stuff you do, receipts and all that jazz. You know, now's the time to put together that little shoebox of receipts that are deductible situations that you do or you know, just what you did that may be a, uh, some kind of deduction tax-wise, you know. When it comes to the, the money that's taken out of your check, you know, your W-4, you know, for you to uh, lower your number, your check could be less, but at least more money be going toward your your tax, away from your taxable income in order to be able to not owe the state or owe the government the fact that more money is taken out of your paycheck tax-wise. So when they do your taxable income, now you don't have to worry about, i got to pay this other money because I didn't have enough taken out. Some people put in for four W-4, they go for four deductions, and they want a bigger paycheck. But if you get a bigger, and it won't be that much bigger, but you get a bigger paycheck, that means at the end of the day, now you got to pay the IRS at the end of the year. So consider zero or consider one on your W-4, or two at the max. But some people put down five and six. So they can get more money back on the check. So check your W-4. You know, now's a good time. It's the beginning of the year. It's a good time for everything. You know, shake down everything. Take time to organize everything. You know, just on your free time, you know, what can I get rid of? What can I do? You can take stuff to the Salvation Army anytime, and they'll give you a receipt or the Goodwill or whatever. they give you a receipt. They don't even put the amount on there. So you put down what you want to put on there. Just put the items on there that you claim you gave them and, uh, stockpiled all year. There's no limit on what you can contribute for charitable donations that will be a deduction on your tax on your taxable income money. So now's the time, you know, today's what the fourth of January. Now's the time to reflect on the next three hundred and six hundred what sixty five it's three hundred and sixty one days left in this year. This is the very beginning. You know, focus on what you want to do, not just with money or taxes, but with everything. What you try and do when it comes to your housing, what you're doing, what you're driving, you know, how you're living, you know. It's time to figure out, what am I going to do with this? You know, give us some thought, give us some prayer, and, uh, you know, how you going to shape it up? Put in perspective, even friends you got. Who you want to hold on to as friends who you want to kick to the fucking curve? You know what I mean? I mean, don't, don't be hanging around the bullshit because you lay down with dogs, wake up with fleas. You know what I mean? So don't don't be... Tagging along too tough for people. Find out the best people, the best things you can do in life. The best people to do anything. The best barbershop you can go to. The best auto mechanic you can go to. The best everything. Deal with people that's giving you good service. You know what I mean? You talk to people and they're talking a bunch of crap. Get out of there. If you want to get something done with your house and you go to Home Depot and they talk a bunch of bullshit, take your ass over to Lowe's, you know? Or... If you trust somebody out there in the parking lot, give one of them Spanish jokers in the parking lot. 
you know. But I said, when you're going to get for the Spanish people in the parking lot, make sure you get them early. If you're going to deal with some outside people that do stuff at Home Depot or Lowe's that are hanging around early, early, because most people are just like everybody else. The late jokers ain't got shit going on. If somebody is trying to jock you at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, that means he ain't got no work for anybody all day, so he ain't got nothing going on. You got there 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, get the jokers, and make sure you want some work done. You're going to get somebody off the street from Home Depot. Make sure they got a ladder on their truck and that they do, in fact, have a truck that possibly has tools in it. But if somebody is standing there with no vehicle, no ladder, or nothing, you can probably get them to mow your fucking grass or something, but you sure don't want to work on your house. So, you know, just be smart. I mean, I'm making jokes, but just be smart. This is the 4th of January. You got the rest of the year ahead of you to to go through boxes and separate stuff and put things in perspective and get things in order. You know, let this be the beginning, you know, the friends they say the first day of the rest of your life. You know? Anyway, that's all I got on that. All right. First day of the rest of your life, the rest of the year, anyway. All right, Pop. Well, Kevin, you ready to take it out to the... Yeah, it was good. You ready to take it out to the Mm -hmm. West Coast and tell us what's happening in uh, Hollywood land? Can we take a little CC break? I mean, give folks enough chance to call in. Hit us up at 914-803-4306. And And press press 1. Yeah, we want to hear from some folks tonight. All right, and don't forget, if you want to put some people on the Kiss It list, that'll be coming up in about uh, 15 minutes. So if you want to start getting your list together, call us up. Tell us who you want us to put on the Kiss It list this week. And we will surely call them out, shout them out, because we ain't never scared. All right. Let's take a little short, CC. All right. We'll take a quick one. And we will be uh, right back. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. So visit apajamaparty.com, check out the cocktail of the week, get your glass, and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real, real good. All right, we're back at the Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Bonsoir, darling. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm what behaving. Nothing. Sure. Nothing. <laughs> All right, you ready now to go out to Hollywood? What's going on? Sure, Hollywood. We got quite a bit. Let's get into it. Tiffany Haddish. As we thought she was on her throne, she bombed 
on her stand-up comedy set. She said she wished she was better. So uh, after a night full of partying, Tiffany Haddish wasn't ready when she performed uh, for a sold-out Miami crowd New Year's Eve. The uh, girls' trip actress bomb, according to fans on social media, enduring loud boos, aggressive hecklers, with even some fans walking out completely. You believe that on Tiffany Haddish? So she turned to um, social media saying that uh, she's determined to do better during her uh, 12 city she ready tour yes this happened i wish it was better miami she wrote on tuesday and um i pray on it and i have a strong feeling this will never happen again okay so fans turned to social media to report that Hadish flat out forgot some other joke that was supposed to be included in her set instead reading some from an ipad And the rest of her comedy set, which included references to her uh, mentally ill mother and the perils of celebrity, didn't land as intended, as intendee said. Also, she drank more. I mean, she got a half a gallon of Ciroc someone brought on the stage, and she just continued to keep keep drinking. I'm like, okay, Haddish, all right, enough is enough. Got to be careful when you're on top, you know. You, you got folks looking at you. So. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yep. She needs a little guidance or she needs somebody to help her guide her along. That's all. Okay. Also, another news, Britney Spears, she postpones Las Vegas show after her father nearly died. Britney Spears announced Friday she's indefinitely postponing her new Las Vegas residency show, Domination, because of her father. Um, she goes on to say on Twitter, um, I don't know how to start with this because this is so tough for me. Um, she goes on to say, I will not be performing, um, my new show, Dominations. I've been looking forward to this show, um, for a whole year. So I guess she's been, you know, setting up for that and goes on to say, however, it's important always to put your family first. And, um, that's the decision I had to make. A couple of months ago, her father was hospitalized and almost died again. So um, she's just saying that we're grateful that he's still here. Um, he had something like a ruptured colon or something. So he had to go into emergency surgery. So um, everybody knows, um, like in 2007, he took uh, over her estate. And he's still taking um, over her estate also. He's the overseer of her estate. So. She ran into some issues in 2007. So hopefully a speedy recovery for her father. Okay. Also, Ellen DeGeneres, she's back in the news. She receives backlash after asking Kevin Hart to reconsider hosting the Oscars. Ellen DeGeneres has received backlash on social media after urging Kevin Hart to reconsider hosting the 91st Academy Awards. Um, Ellen had Hart on her daytime show. Um, you know, they were talking about the situation um, after Hart pulled out as host due to controversy over homophobic tweets from his past resources, uh, tweets back in 2009 and 2011. Um, he made some derogatory language, the LGBTQ community and everything. But he's owned up to it, and he since said, you know, he apologized and everything. I mean, he said, I'm a different person now than what I was back then. So, um, 
he he goes on to say uh, Hart refused to apologize for the comments after he was announced as Oscar's host. Instead, posting on his Instagram, urging people to stop looking for reasons to be negative, which makes sense. Sounds good. Um, so it it seems like that Ellen DeGeneres seems like she's trying to vouch for um, Kevin Hart, but who knows? It's going to be a real surprise to see who's going to be the host this year of the Oscars. Who knows? It might be both. Might be both of them. That will be record breaking. <laughs> that will be really interesting. Well, did they get anybody else yet after he declined? Uh, I haven't heard any news on that yet. Not at all. Nope. I think okay. they wanted to be a surprise. I think that's what it is. Right. Um, also coming up is the Golden Globe Awards, which is coming up on Sunday. This is the 76th Golden Globe Awards. And it's interesting that they have um, Sandra Oh. She's hosting for the first time. And alongside Andy Sandberg, he's hosted before. Now, I'm not sure where they got her from, but she's like she's talking about the woodworks. This is Sandra O oh from um, your show, Red Run, Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah, I remember her. Little... Right. She was, left. she was going with who? I got kicked off. Oh, he was saying she was going with the guy that got kicked off of Grey's Anatomy. Wow. Uh, Isaac, what? what's his name? Right. Isaac, right? Isaiah Washington. Right. Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah right. Washington. She sure was. But they uh, resurfaced later on on, on the um, premiere coming back, so the, the next um, year after that. That was interesting. I was like, okay, you pay some good money. <laughs> right. But, um, that, yeah, that should be interesting. So I have a few things. The, 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 um, Shows to look for to me um, in the um, upcoming Golden Globe Awards would be, of course, Black Panther. They should probably win for best movie. They said they grossed the most um, in 2018. Um, also, um, the movie, if you haven't seen it, Rhapsody, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm telling you, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. So if you haven't seen it yet, you need to go see that. And that's the uh, follows the life of. Uh, uh, the four um, individuals in Queen, the young group, uh, singing group Queen. And mm-hmm. also one last one, it's a TV show called um, Pose, P-O-S-E. It's a TV series um, that's based um, uh, back in the 19, uh, in the uh, 80s, back in the 80s, and it deals with um, uh, like downtown social uh, ballroom culture world um, in the gay world. And um, the gentleman that plays on it, his name is Billy Porter. He was on the NBC Today show a couple of days ago. And he is, um, you just have to look up Billy Porter. He's an actor, but he has done a lot of theater. And he is the main character in that particular uh, TV series. He's like the commentator in the um, the uh, uh, the shows that they have in the clubs and stuff. But um, that's that's one to watch TV series and uh, that's my wrap up alright Kevin well thank you so much that was a good one good information appreciate that mm-hmm. alright uh, we've got a caller so we're going to go to the caller and see what they want to say caller welcome to the pajama party show you are live with the pajama party crew Go right ahead with your comment. 
Um, hey, everyone. I hope you're having a good night. I just wanted to comment on Tiffany Haddish. Go right ahead. Everybody, everybody came for Cat Williams last year because what they felt he was saying about Tiffany Haddish was not accurate. But mm-hmm. ironically, this is the first time she's tried to, to sell shows this, of this size mm-hmm. in her career. And his mm-hmm. point was, she's a great comedic actress. I'm not sure she's a stand-up comedian the way y'all think she is. But people oh. vilified him and basically mm-hmm. told him he was wrong and he was jealous. But Cat Williams mm. has sold out arenas. Mm. That's mm. true. Yeah. So it just makes one wonder if maybe her lane is stuff like Girls Trip and things of that nature in short sense like on um, Death Comedy Jam where, you know, you only have five minutes or so mm-hmm. with which to to make people laugh and get out there. One of the mm-hmm. things that um, I read can't validate that she said it, but one of the things I read was she said that after, you know, the day before and that current day, she didn't remember a lot of her jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she is a comedic writer anyway, and if you look at all the greats going all the way back, you know, Red Fox, uh, Richard mm-hmm. Pryor, all those guys, they all had writers to help make sure their stuff was... Top par and stellar when they had these events. Maybe she mm-hmm. should consider that. Right. But okay. I don't feel sorry for it. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes because people ride people... too fast. Yeah, I think some, sometimes people ride yeah. too fast and too high, and we put them up, up, up on a pedestal, and they're not ready for that. And I think she's just not ready. But she I agree. She I'm worried. That's my point. I'm worried she thinks she is. Right. And those people yeah. that spent that money New Year's Eve were mm-hmm. not happy. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, caller, mm-hmm. um, you make you make a valid point. Because I'll be honest with you, I never I never believed in her from the beginning myself personally. No disrespect to her, but I think that first of all, I don't think that her 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 slang turned me off, basically. I just think that the little, you know, everybody comes in with a a distinguished little aura about them, you know. But mm-hmm. she kind of did the same thing on every show she was on. She kind of talked the same way. Kind of reminds me of Martin Lawrence. I'm not a fan of Martin Lawrence yet. I don't really think Martin Lawrence is funny either. You know, he's redundant. He's He's really repetitiously doing the same crap, you know. He's not really that funny. I mean, I've, I've seen funny people. I've listened to funny people. And and, and Haddish, in my opinion, I think that if she would have took time to groom more, I think with movies coming back to back and things like that, her head got swollen. Like you said, caller, she didn't build a team around her, a team of writers, a, public, a publicist to tell her, don't drink before you do a show. Okay, I don't care how much you think it's going to make you better. It's not going to make you better. You know, I sing myself. I've done weddings and funerals and things of this nature. And one thing you cannot do, you cannot mix business and pleasure when it comes to entertainment to people. Because you got to remember, too, everybody in the audience at the beginning of your show, not so much in a club, but 
in a regular setting like a church, they're all sober, okay? And you're the one up on the stage drunk or or not, not I wouldn't say drunk, but the one that's not 100% yourself. And when it comes to remembering things, lines and jokes and punchlines and delivery, when it comes to comedy, man, there's delivery. There's the punchline. There's the, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things entailed in, in, in delivering timing. and good it's timing, about the timing and all that. And when you're all, and she even said the day before the show, did you anybody see the clip of her without makeup in a parking lot of somewhere saying, I got this show coming up near. She didn't even remember the name of the place she was performing at. I'm going to be in Miami at the, oh, I forgot the name of the place. And then, oh, yeah, it's called, somebody must have whispered in her ear what it was called, you know, when they kind of edited it a little bit. And she came back and said, I'm going to be here and there. And, and I, I, I got all this um, Ciroc in me. And she said this on the 30th of, of uh, December. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not mm-hmm. to mention the fact that she's mm-hmm. performing the next day. You already got Ciroc up in your ass. And now you perform the next day. Don't remember the name of the place. And when you get on stage, there's a certain level of jitters in you because you're in a place now. Yeah, and, and Miami is one of the most versatile audience on the planet. I mean, you got Correct. American, Spanish, you got Haitian, you got the whole nine, right? And the views and opinion of all these people you have to be a, a sober person on stage that's got everybody in the palm of your hand and you delivering them entertainment. But you can't go up here all half-cocked and, oh, I was in three movies this year, so I'm your shit. No, you ain't shit, you know? And people will let you know. Like you said, New Year's Eve, how much was those tickets probably New Year's Eve? $85, $95? Oh, no, they were, uh, most of those tickets were over $100. Of course. And, oh, yeah, I would have been high. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it's a fact. Well, you know, it was really a reality check. I think that for now, and like you said, Carla, I agree with you 100%. She needs to find her lane. Find your lane. Get back to what it is you do best. You Like, for example, and I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox here. When it comes to um, J-Lo, in my opinion, I think J-Lo is a fantastic actress. Man, that girl has has wooed me and uh, Celine and every every movie she does, mm-hmm. she's fantastic. But I couldn't name one or two of her songs. You know, Jenny from the Block. Maybe I could think of that, but I couldn't really memorizing. Maybe maybe she's singing more toward the Spanish culture or that particular generation, that group, whatever. But her movies, oh my God, I'm sure the movies she got out now. I'm sure it's fantastic. She's a wonderful actress. But for some reason, she thinks that singing and dancing is her thing. And, and, and man, dancing may have been her thing, but that whole, I don't know. But actress, that's her lane, in my opinion. But uh, Haddish needs to really just uh, chill out for a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. Needs to be you know, man, go home, girl. Go home, sit in well, your mother's. Hopefully this was a wake-up call for her. Sit home, go home, sit in your mother's living room, honey, and eat you some greens and... Talk, talk to your family, well, honey. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, though, maybe she did learn, but she still has shows people have already purchased tickets for. Yeah, well. So what's she going to do? Well, that's because the people that are trying to make or trying to profit mm-hmm. off her are still pushing her. And in all actuality, they don't care whether she's successful or a failure. So the people mm-hmm. around, that's Correct. why you have publicists and agents 
and people look out for you and personal assistance and things like that. And I think she's lacking a few of those jobs that she needs to hire people for. She does. Mm-hmm. And I would say, call yeah. her in response to your question of what should she do or what is she going to do. What I think she ought to do is what Papa just said. She needs to get a team. She needs some writers because you're right. People like Red Fox, uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, uh, 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 Richard Pryor, they had writers who sat around and that was their job to mm-hmm. sit there and come up with good jokes and they would write those things, pitch it to their client, and if the client liked it, they paid them for their jokes and they would incorporate it into their set and they had to memorize that stuff, just like an actor has to memorize yeah. their lines. The singer, I remember these songs. You, you got to memorize that stuff and mm-hmm. you got to get your timing mm-hmm. together and you got to, it's like a program. You got to get that thing together. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, I think mm-hmm. she. You know, she keeps telling her story about being adopted and all that. Well, we've yeah, all heard that. We heard that. Exactly. So at some point now, you need to kind of shift gears and come up with something new. You need That's a new right. Pack. And That's if you don't have said. some writers that are helping you to come up with some new material, mm-hmm. folk are going to stop paying money Stop talking about that her. white dress and all that other bullshit. We, we heard that Yeah, before. we've heard it. So I agree with you. Anyway. Well, I wish you well. My last thing I'm going to say is Paul Mooney. I, I hate his stand-up comedy main because man. I don't find him funny. However, he That's my wrote main man. Watch it, watch it. jokes for uh, Red, um, Richard Pryor. He uh, yes, he, he made Richard Pryor, fun, Richard Pryor funny in ways that Richard couldn't do for himself. So while I find mm. Paul Mooney, I don't like his delivery. I think that's my problem with it. But his jokes are funny. Maybe she needs yeah. to look to that, someone like that, to help her elevate her game. Because yeah, he did a lot for man. a whole lot of other comedians. He sure did. I wonder who worked with uh, going all the way back to Flip Wilson. Did anybody work with him, or did he write his own stuff? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Flip Wilson was good to be a good delivery also. Yeah, he did. He had a real movie, Because he said he created he a lot of his characters from his family members, like the – uh, Geraldine and you know all those other characters. He, he pulled from. Yeah, he was members. good. He was real good. Yeah, the Reverend with yeah. the Church of What's Happening Now yeah. and all yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And he had his own variety show yeah. and everything. And I'll tell you, the other guy is a reincarnation of him. Yeah, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady is a reincarnation mm-hmm. of Foot Wilson. All right, when Will right, well, Wilson yeah, died, yeah, Wayne Brady was born. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, caller. Well, we appreciate your comment. Yeah, that was you got a little long-winded, caller, on that, but you you're good. We oh my that. gosh! <laughs> <laughs> well, Papa 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 on the kids list for you, caller. Next time, <laughs> <Yeah>. two minutes. <laughs> thank two minutes. Thank you. Two minutes. Anything else you got to pay? Anything longer than two minutes, you got to pay for advertisement. Yes, it is. All right, caller. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Cattle, you got the cocktail of the week for us? No, you got it. Uh-uh. Not today. Oh, I got it. Right. Okay. Well, let's see. The cocktail of the week is the bourbon amaretto. It's the bourbon amaretto cocktail. Okay. We're going to nickname it the Haddish. Oh, Lord. You want to call it the Haddish? That's serious. Well, this is the bourbon amaretto. And uh, what's in it is two ounces of bourbon, two ounces of amaretto, one tablespoon of maracino cherry juice, 
and one can of Sprite or 7-Up, and then you can garnish it with some cherries if you like. So to make it, you want to stir together the bourbon, the amaretto, and the cherry juice, or the maraschino cherry juice. Fill two glasses with ice, because you're making two of these. Fill two glasses with ice. Divide the bourbon mixture evenly between the two glasses. And then you want to top off each glass with your Sprite. Then garnish with cherries. And if you want to get fancy, add a slice of orange. And you've got yourself a bourbon amaretto. It's very tasty. And uh, if you like bourbon-based drinks, but you like it with a little hint of sweetness, I think you'll like this one. So check it out. The Bourbon Amaretto. And that is the cocktail of the week. Uh, Papa, can you tell the folk about the, the Kiss It List that you're on tonight? Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kiss It List is a list of people that uh, did some crazy things uh, over the last week or so that's uh, relevant in the news. And uh, do you have a list at all? or? Uh, no, we're waiting it tonight. Okay. Let's start off with old girl Haddish. And we're not picking on her, not at all, but just letting her know to cool out. Because if you can go to those movie sets sober, remember when you're doing your, your stand-up stuff, now you're on your own time. Now, other people telling you to come to the set sober, you're making a movie. So now when you go on your own time, you got to have a little level of discipline as well. Okay, don't just do it because a movie is paying you. Now you're going somewhere to make money for yourself. Chill out. Um, let's move on to... Um, I got the college board also. We're accusing that young lady down in Miami of cheating because she did so much better on her SAT exam the second time. And now they're invalidating her A couple test. weeks or what? What, between the two? Was I'm not sure how much hours? time. No, it was a matter of probably oh. weeks because she okay. took a, a course to get better. And, All right. But cool. the college board, they're on the kids' list. Uh, yeah. I got Capital One. Capital One Bank. Yeah. I'm just sick of them. I don't like the fact that they're using the music of deceased celebrities, superstars, to pump their commercials. Yeah. They are predatory might, lenders. I think it might be And they are on the, on the kiss it list. Also, Trump is on the kiss it list. Congress, because they have shut, well, have not been able to get the government open. So I'm putting all of them on the kiss it list. Anybody else, Pop? Um, wow. Uh, who's that caller that called? Uh, uh-uh. Anybody else, cattle? <laughs> I'm not saying Jig the Jack. He just, he's frozen like the like the the snowman. Who? Who? Pence. Vice Prince. Oh. Pence. Pence. Oh, yeah. 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 And he has no, he has he no voice. Like no. Yeah, he does his hair and he sprays, like he's, he sprays that stuff and in I'm, his hair so it don't move. And okay, Wells Fargo. Oh, Wells Fargo? Okay. Oh, yeah, what, what happened with that? They yeah, lied. They claimed there's 500 million people that got hacked. Now they're saying there's less than that. I don't believe oh, it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, no, it, really, it, was, it was 400 million, really. It, it, it was 400 million. It wasn't 500 million. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay, okay. That's still a lot of people. All right, we got something for everybody on the kissing list. Here's your kiss. My in my ass. You 
All right, welcome back to the John Party. I want to host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. <laughs> and red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Je suis venu rouge. Comment allez-vous? Now, but to that caller, that was a real valid point, and I'm glad that you uh, stood on the side of fairness mm-hmm. with people and judging people as they were instead of saying the typical, I'm a female and she's a female and everything is cool. Girl power. Girl power. And that's just how we are. Shout out to Tiffany Haddish. Girl, get it together. Yeah, get it together, girl. Get it together, girl. All right, it's time for the last we have, word. Honey. What's your last word, Pop? I think she, I think that she needs to go to that place where she stands in the room and says, uh, I'm Tiffany Haddish. Hi, Tiffany. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you know, that that's really something where, and I'm, I'm going to just close on saying this here. You really cannot get too big in your life on anything. Stop being the most popular on anything, no matter where you are, whether it be a, a company party, anything you do, anywhere you go. Keep a low profile today. This is the day of low profile and stay straight and strong. Be the, be the observer instead of being the observed. Sit Always sit somewhere where you can see the whole room. Position yourself. Get there early and sit somewhere you can see the whole room. That's my point. Okay. Well, my last word is... Uh... You know, it's a new year. Let's do some new things. Get yourself together. Get your goals together. It's not so much about making resolutions, but set some goals and set attainable goals. You know, don't set a goal to say, I want to be a millionaire by this, the end of the year. Set goals and say, you know, I just want to be able to save X number of dollars each month. Something that you can do. Do things where you can accomplish something and be successful. And... um Thanks for hanging out with us, and that's my last word. Over to you, Kettle. Well, my last word, going back to my girl, Tiffany Hattie. She's still my girl, but she has a few strikes against her. She's young, and she has a lot of people pushing her forward. I think she needs to pump the brakes and have people that uh, surround her that have positive people around her that can help uplift her in her craft. She also has to learn her craft and study it because um, right now she's not in it. Also, I guess you have to go back to her upbringing, the things she's done, um, situations she's been in, um, you know, her smoking and everything. I think she needs to maybe talk to Snoop Dogg and say, hey, look, what did you do? He had to go over some foreign country and find himself. He came back at Snoop Line and since then, all doors have opened up for him. So, um, Tiffany, go see Snoop <laughs> and chill out. <laughs> That's my last All right. Day. Okay, Kevin. All right. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, tell a friend about the Pajama Party Show. Check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Don't forget the A, apajamaparty.com. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors. DC Homegrown Entertainment, our parent company. Thank you so much for sponsoring our show. Uh, thank you for our advertisers, uh, Purple House Books, home of the Bling Bling Bird. And uh, let's see, anything else? Is that Papa Didi for carrying this show on his back. Yeah, okay. oh, my, my back is hurting. Yeah, okay. I'll oh, you like a turtle. Anyway, all right. Uh, <laughs> Say good night, Papa. Karen, I'm carrying it. Say good night, Papa. My back is killing me. Damn. This is Ron saying good night. Say good night, Kettle.
Good night. Don't forget the Golden Globe Awards on Sunday. Okay, Golden Globe right. on Sunday. All right, you going to say good night now, Papa? Yeah, good night, everybody. Um, Tiffany, call a, a Alcohol Anonymous. Anyway. Anyway. All right. <laughs> We're out till next Friday night. We'll do it again at 9 o'clock Eastern p.m. time. We'll see you there. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Good night. Oh, it's that day.